Buongiorno. Oh, no. Welcome back to another Laser Graves. And that was not offensive because I am 4% Italian. 4%? 4 yeah. whole percentile? Yeah, so take that. Yep. This week, we are talking about an Italian classic, and I'm very excited. I am your co-host, E.K. Wimmer. Hey, E.K. Wimmer. I am your other co-host. I am 0% Italian. Boy, are you. <laughs> I am so not Italian. But my name is Mariah Rose, also of the last name Wimmer. And if you were Italian, it'd be a Maria. Uh, no. All right, well. It's spelled like Maria, but it's pronounced Mariah. Get it together. Okay. We're married. Uh, this is Laser Graves. If you are a new listener, yeah. welcome. Thanks Hi. for joining us. This is a podcast about the 80s, mm-hmm. and we will be discussing the 80s. It's like a pretty solid 80s. 80s film. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. about this one. Also, I should apologize if I sound like a troll under a bridge. I have a mild cold. Yeah, you've got coronavirus for sure. Uh, okay. <laughs> for the record, I do not. But you have told our children to start calling me just coronavirus yeah that's pretty cool nickname so that's weird yeah all right well that's what you're dealing with this week Uh uh-huh speaking of this week so our regular listeners will know we have a segment that we do thrift store finds of the week and i have one wait what what you snuck out to a thrift store? No, but I have a secondhand find. Okay. And it is got? not bones that I found in the desert. Oh, darn. Well, because of the whole quarantine or whatever it's... Oh, what is it called? Self? Social distancing? Social... Oh, yeah. Isolation? <laughs> no, I said uh, self-isolation to Mike, our friend, and he, he corrected me. It's called social distancing. Okay. That's right. it? So, yeah, we can't go to thrift stores, and it's uh, surprisingly they're all, hard. They're closed here. I, yeah, well, they just now closed. Yeah, like w- within the last couple of days. But last week, like right as everything was hitting us here in, uh, we're in New Mexico, um, everything started to shut down, sort of like a, a house of cards falling. I knew what was coming, and I knew. Yeah. I had to. I have some ideas for next week, but... I did go online to um, Facebook Marketplace. Oh. Oh, you, what did you get? You know what I got. I also hooked you up. Well, oh, yeah, you did. Uh, so I went out for our last, our final before everything closed, Saturday Donuts. And I, on the way, I swung by, like, pre-opening of a um, garage sale And somebody had this, what I thought was supposed to be like a, you know, maybe 12 inch lamp. It's actually like four feet, four feet tall. Yeah, it is huge. It's like (laughs) taller than our child. So big, but it's red. It's like this, like an orangey red lamp and it's got an orangey red shade. I'm pretty sure it's also from the 80s. It's super cool. It might be 70s. Maybe. It's more mid-century than the 80s. So. I don't know. It's a mystery. It's really cool. Yeah. I, I forgot about that. I guess that happened. Yeah. And I also got you some VHS there because I'm, I'm yeah, a loving picked spouse. Up, picked up a bunch for like 25 cents a piece. Yeah, that was pretty it was, cool. It was a good deal. Yeah. Did I you was, find anything? Well, I didn't go to any thrift stores because it's they're closed off and I was trying not to get everybody sick. But I did... Th- I had a thought that I could maybe share, like, maybe... I do a lot of trades with other VHS collectors. Good call. And I do have a cool one coming... Well, because we're going to have to think this through for the next few weeks. We can't go to thrift stores, so uh, we'll we'll get creative. But I did a few... I've been doing a bunch of trades, but the one that I'm really excited about is finally... And you're going to be very happy because... Oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) You loved this movie, too. Uh, I finally got a copy of Hard Rock Zombies. Oh, yeah. Okay, (laughs) that's cool. We're, we'll be doing that one for sure. For sure. Yeah. Very sure. And in the trades stack, I was surprised at how um, uh, offended and upset you were that I was getting rid of Eroticill, Jess Franco <laughs> film. You literally walked out and held it up at me and you said, what? But. Well, first of all, it's called Eroticill. Yeah. Female vampire, too. So. And cape and boots and nothing else. Yeah, cape what? and boots, boobs is what it should be called. <laughs> <laughs> it, so. I'm getting rid of it because it's a nice, it's a nice looking copy, but it, um, it's not the cut that we're used to, and so it was kind of weird to see this different version of it. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, so that's I, I guess our f- fangs of the week. I don't know. We'll have to change it. 
Yeah, I don't know. Sure. I don't know where this... I feel like we're going on to uncharted territory or into uncharted territory at this point. As is everyone in the world right now. So yes. we're all in this journey together. And we will be podcasting regularly every Tuesday, new episodes. So nothing's getting disrupted because we're married and we live in the same house. Yeah. I feel bad for the podcasters that all like are from different parts of their own life and they yeah. have to come together to podcast because... They can't keep it up right now. They can't. But if you... This is where we take over. (laughs) Oh, right, yeah. This is it. This is our moment. This is a great time, though, to really support podcasts because it's free entertainment and there's not a lot to do when you're stuck at home. So do look up some podcasts. Go to our site. We're always posting other people's podcasts and support them because this is all free anyway. But um, this is the time to really jump on the backlog of podcasts of, of... um other shows you like oh yeah it's great i've been binging so many podcasts yeah me too (laughs) okay well that's all we got for you up front because we're on lockdown hardcore lockdown here we are we're in our house all right you ready this is a fun one we both seen this one before but it's been a while right it's it's been a really long time yeah we're both more familiar with with demons part one than part two no you're lying you yeah I told you last night, I was like, I hardly remember Demons 1, but I do remember Demons 2. Oh, interesting. So we're a little different then, because I remember 1 more than 2. Look, we complete each other. (laughs) Oh, yin and yang. Marriage made in heaven. (laughs) So this week we are doing Demons 2, Mm -hmm. 1986. This is the follow-up, the very quick follow-up to the wildly successful Demons Part 1. Wildly. Well, And it was, and for good reason, too. It was... Uh, Italians in the 80s, especially in 80s horror during this time, were, well, not I wouldn't even say horror in all genres, were very good at taking American um, blockbusters and then doing really weird ripoffs what of them. What was happening in Italy? I don't know, but I I could be wrong, but I feel like Demons is, is one that really stands out as its own film and not a ripoff of an American film. Look, if you're listening to this and you're an Italian cultural historian, reach <laughs> right. out. We have some questions for you. Boy, What's going we. on there? Uh, 86, boy. That, uh, by the way, it's prime time 80s, right? Yeah. I mean, I Trick mean, or Treat came out and that's all that matters. It's like so. just past halfway through. Now, this is a so really good a era of, of horror in general. But for the 80s, this is like the golden the golden year. So Demons 2 came out. Uh, it was directed by Lumberto Bava, who will be up front. Uh, we love Italian horror, but we're not like the crazy Italian horror people that I know some people are. I know 4% <laughs> Italian horror uh, because of my heritage. <laughs> ah, ciao. Oh, no. I looked up uh, the pronunciation of Demons 2. And? It took me five minutes because there was some sort of weird glitch. And it kept, even though I would fix it, the translator from English to Italian, it uh-huh. kept resetting to English to English. Oh, nice. So it's so called it, Demons 2? Yeah, that's what I, I was like. What? What? No! <laughs> but it's <laughs> Demone Due. Oh, that's really nice. That's how they said it. But I have to say it because I spent so much time looking it up. Good. Well, you did a great job. Thanks. We didn't even have to re-record that. Nope. Yeah, good job. So Wait, <laughs> you saying that makes it sound like we did. <laughs> yeah, they'll never know. <laughs> So directed by Lombero Bava, people will know him from the 80s horror scene. He is also the son of the very famous Mario Bava, who has done a billion and one things. Black Sabbath, Kill Baby Kill, all that kind of good stuff. So Heck yeah. Yeah, if you don't know, I can't help you. But we're not going to go into a lot of detail on the Italian horror scene. But we will bring up a few key figures and and talk about it in general. But Demons 2, it's a good follow-up. It's in my opinion, maybe not as good as Demons 1. I don't know hmm. what people's opinions are. Because it's really just uh, regurgitating the same idea, but in a different setting. But hey, if it ain't broke, right? This is a powerhouse of Italian cinema in the 80s. It was uh, co-written by Dario Argento. Also by Franco Fernini. And the weirdest one that I'm going to butcher the, the pronunciation because I don't know this person as well. Maybe you should emphasize it. Uh, Dardano Saccetti. Oh. I think that's right, actually. That hurt. Doesn't matter if it's not. You're 4% Italian. The big, big one is uh, the effects are by Sergio Stivaletti. And he's like, 
he's the the effects dude so and it shows because this is really i would say of anything about this film good effects the effects are what make this film yeah so what we're dealing with is really a group of very very good established competent italian filmmakers who are making an original film well follow up to an original Mm -hmm. film we'll talk about this at the end of the show but the big question for everybody who loves these two films is why was there not a part three? <laughs> because, <laughs> okay. well, I mean, it, both of them were successful. It had all the makings to become a franchise. So uh, some other notable things before we launch into it. This is Asia Argento's first role. She was only 10 years old at the time. We have a 10-year-old. Holy guacamole. That's Can you imagine? That's all I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot. But what a cool, what a cool role for her to, to start in. Also, it explains a lot. <laughs> about her yeah i mean <laughs> this is not a podcast about examining uh, no 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 we're not gonna the life of the argentos but yeah so she this is her debut and it's also very noteworthy especially because of the soundtrack is is super badass like the first film yeah it's a both good of these yeah the, both of these have really killer soundtracks i have a question maybe you don't know the answer maybe you do did they have the rights to this music first and they're like like the Kohler faucet, they're like, build a movie around this. And they're like, ah, Demon's I, I, I don't have the answer, but I would say because of the names involved, I bet they did. Because these aren't like unknowns making a film. These no. are like powerhouses making a they film. They got the right Yeah, they would definitely. Songs. And they would be able to because any one of these bands, we're talking about Peter Murphy from Bauhaus, The Smiths, Dead Can Dance, Love and Rockets. You know all of these people knew Argento's films and Bava's films already. Oh, so sure. it's not like... You know, it was hard to to get permission, but yeah, this soundtrack is is killer. It's good, and it really adds a ton to the whole feel of the film. And I think that's partly why it's got the cult status that it does. Oh, for sure. Yeah, just like the first one. But let's get into it. Nineteen eighty six. Okay, so we or we start with spectators in a movie theater. The movie theater has turned moviegoers into demons. Right. Yeah, because that's what happened in part one. Yes. And so then we go to a man. He is limping. There's blood dripping. And weirdly, a bunch of cakes on a table. And he's preparing... I do like this. (laughs) ...a birthday cake. Do you know why this happened? We know that this is, and spoiler alert, it's Sally's birthday cake. Yeah. What... What's the point of it? It's just yeah. Italian humor. Like it's Is it? Yeah, it's funny. It's misleading. Well, because especially I think most people going in to watch this already know <laughs> the first film. This is a sequel. So they already okay. know it's a horror film. So starting it off with like what appears to be blood and a killer. I thought this was kind of funny. So it's just a cake maker? It's just a cake maker. It's just jam that dripped down. Okay. I thought it was funny. I was like, what's wrong with this cake maker? (laughs) No, I think it was just a little, like, jab at having fun with the horror genre. Oh, I thought he put a little demon in the cake. I didn't really get that. What? I don't know. Okay. I mean, like, I don't know what I mean by that. (laughs) You put a little demon in the cake. The demons haven't even been resummoned yet. Like you do. Uh, Here we go. I put a dash of demon in most things I make. I am going to give you the benefit of the doubt, though. This film isn't entirely clear throughout (laughs) the movie. They're (laughs) not very focused on continuity of storyline. No. It's okay. Nor are they ever, but it's it's about the experience overall. So then we have what is... a sex worker she's at the front desk of an apartment building and it's like a super fancy high rise and she's trying to get up to apartment 206 she kind of implies that she's been there before i don't really know why that matters but okay and she gets on the elevator she's waiting for the elevator to come and then we go to a shot of a pregnant woman working out in the weirdest possible way it is weird she's doing full-blown sit-ups and she is i guess supposed to be like full-term pregnancy even though she looks like she's (laughs) maybe six months pregnant (laughs) you want to know my favorite part about this whole scene what is that you kept going oh i know her from something i definitely have seen her before that drove me bonkers to the point of we had to stop the movie so you could look it up Uh uh-huh and where have you seen her before mariah well i recognized her so hard and then i looked through her entire uh filmography and i realized i knew her from this movie (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> drove me bonkers too. <laughs> that was your conclusion. I was, was like, surprised you've seen this movie already, and that's how you know her. Yep. Uh, okay. Well, whatever. She's doing sit-ups. Yeah, pregnant aerobics is what I wrote down. Uh, she does. No, she's doing sit-ups and then some other very strange exercises. And she says her husband George ha- has ridden up the elevator and he arrives. And she says she's giving oxygen to the to the baby. Oh, is that what's happening? I mean, I I guess in a way if you're getting your blood pumping, but maybe whatever. I like her hair. It's pretty cool. It's rad. Yeah, it's really cool. And then we, I like that we cut to the gym scene. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm a fan of gyms and 80s horror anyway. This gym in particular has red carpet. Right. Would you work out in a place in a place with red carpet? Uh, I guess it depends on how desperate I am to work out. Actually, I would. Yeah. But I would wear a black leotard. Okay. For sure. Cool. Black sweatband. Okay. Tights that are black. Like pantyhose, not tights. Mm-hmm. You know, full-blown 80s pantyhose. Yeah. Black Reeboks. Okay. Black leg warmers. Nice. Red carpet. Okay. Red barbells. Thanks for painting that picture. <laughs> Instead, we just get a guy really encouraging by saying this. Keep pumping, baby. Keep pumping. You'll never get no strength in those legs. Keep pumping, baby. And then we'll move forward. We're not going to walk. I don't think we're going to walk through this all because it's a pretty straightforward movie. This is one of the criticisms. However, I don't care. Is that the plots, it's it's not a crazy story. It's very straightforward. It's just more about how cool the effects and the soundtrack and the the, the atmosphere is. That, that's really what Demons 2 is about, in my opinion, is I'm not, like, riveted by the story. The it's plot more, it's is, just a cool film. I'm going to break it down for you right now. Okay. The plot is demons take over an apartment. Yeah, and by demons, it's like demons pretending to be zombies. It's They're playing fast and loose. It's pretty cool. Demons. It's like like demons sat around and watched a zombie film and were like, oh, we could totally do that. The, but the difference is glowing eyes, pointy teeth. The te- Yeah. Well, the demon themselves, like the, the design of the demons are really cool. But they don't seem very logic based. No. And like, they just run around in hordes like zombies. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well. So... Then we go up to the birthday party for Sally, which... Hey, yeah. How old is Sally? You read it, too? I, I up... was blown away. Did you read 16? Yeah, I was like... There's no no way. Okay, so first of all, Sally's like 32. <laughs> I and... thought this was an adult party. And like kind of spinstery, like pre-spinster. 100%. I have never once read... Why would I read like a Wikipedia write-up of it? But I just was, when doing research, the first thing I saw was like, it's a 16-year-old's birthday party. So <laughs> Okay, that's news to me. Somebody counted the candles. That is the only clue. There are no parents. It looks for sure like it is Sally's party. So I think that we reached the conclusion, 16th birthday. But did because... they see that it's 16 candles and then a times two at the bottom? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. exactly. That is the truth. So it's a she's totally 80s dance party, by the she's way. She's having an 80s birthday party for Sally, but she is the worst. Dude, she's Sally basically sucks. a human demon already. She is, sucks. Like, she's the worst. And why are any of these people at her party? She's complaining about her hair, her dress, because it all stinks. Oh, should we? I feel like we're ragging on here and people are going to be like, uh, why are you hating? Should we play the clip? Yep. Here you go. Look, the whole thing's just disgusting. I mean, these slaves that go back and forth. They I can't. told you, I told you. It's just... <laughs> what am I going to do now? We came to celebrate you, not your dress. I know. Well, what about this, huh? Does this look okay? Does it look good? No, it looks awful. Yeah, have fun hanging out with that at a party. Ugh, she's the worst. I don't know how she has any friends. She's <laughs> fishing for compliments constantly. So, honestly, just Sally sucks. <laughs> That was the official type. Demons 2. Sally sucks. Yep. And then, um, I don't know. So we basically go through this whole apartment complex, getting to know the characters that may live or may die. I do like this. Uh, the, the way in which we get introduced to other families and people living in the apartment, apartment complex is that they're all watching the same television show. Yeah. 
This, this is, is what one area nice I've seen this a few times where I'm still unclear if it's like a reality show or if it's an actual movie. Mm-hmm. This is where the concept of this is really cool. It just was poorly executed. I think what it's supposed to be is like a rehashing of what happened, and they're because at one point they're saying like. Will it happen again? Or now we know. Kind of. What it is, is a movie within a movie. It's taking place right after part one. Sure. In real life, though. Yes. So that's where I'm confused, because it looks like a normal TV movie. I feel like they're watching a news program. Mm-hmm. And there's the we go back to the pregnant couple, and they're practicing the physics, like a uh, physics exam. Well, yeah. He, <laughs> so the, the <laughs> pregnant lady who is the sit-ups lady her name is hannah her husband is george she's already passed her exam so they're getting they're like gearing up they're young married couple he's got to pass this exam before i guess his career starts okay so So she's a little backstory she's quizzing him doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the film no it truly does not no he could have been anything no he breaks a gas line that's how we need to know he's a scientist because okay scientists know gas is flammable okay well i do like (laughs) you right boy do they yep there's one thing i know about scientists bunsen burner (laughs) (laughs) so we go back to the party where the smiths are playing that's pretty cool yeah yeah why not cool party for sure um and which is a total adult party the way they're dancing teenagers don't dance like that yes and um okay so they're all at this party they're all dancing weirdly sally goes up to some guy and he's on the phone and invites some other dude yeah i think it's her ex-boyfriend or maybe it's her boyfriend and she has a full temper tantrum about it again Oh, my goodness. Why is anybody here celebrating with her? I would see that and be like, "Mm, I'm leaving Sally's 16th birthday party. She deserves to ring in her birthday alone. Let's go to the hunters back in the rubble, like the demon hunters. And they're walking around, and one of them cuts themselves. On a demon claw. Oh, is that what it is? Well, no, they point at a demon claw, and they're like... This is dangerous. Yeah, I didn't didn't know what they cut themselves on, but everybody's watching this on TV, too. And they're walking. And then, oh, no, she cuts herself on the mirror. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because the blood drips on it. But they draw attention to a demon claw. And then they find this awesome looking demon corpse. Uh, Just everything about the effects of this film Mm -hmm. are just top notch. They're really good. Like, really cool. And we see the demon corpse and this kind of in the rubble hearkening back he's to like the first covered film. with like the white rubble dust yeah. it's amazing yeah and then the blood uh that is running down her arms like drips onto the demon corpse and then this is where we get like a, just a totally awesome scene yeah of the demon reanimating it, well it's cool too because the blood it like absorbs the blood and you see the <laughs> the veins suddenly like perk up they're like oh blood thank you oh i do like that little vein effect Where, yeah my trainer would be like the vascularity <laughs> okay well the blood drips on the demon corpse it starts to reanimate really amazing and then comes alive and kills one of the girls like and this, this is, is on cool. the tv show that people in their apartments are watching sally who had her breakdown i i guess is in her room and she watches this oh yeah this scene is really cool and so she's like watching it and it sees that she's watching it yeah how awesome is that it like suddenly directs its attention to sally through tv yeah and starts running at her and this scene is the coolest scene in the whole movie yeah i will concept is fight you if you argue with me (laughs) come at us mortal Kombat. let's go (laughs) with a k so (laughs) there is no no friendships in laser graves is strictly fatalities (laughs) so yeah yeah this scene is so killer but also, the whole concept of, first off, the movie within a movie is cool, but the idea that the demon sees her and is aware that she is watching it on Which, TV, do you, how cool is that? Did you do that when you were a kid? Oh, were you afraid? Time. I was afraid of my posters, too. Like, 
you know, Vince Neil would be staring at me or Ozzy would be looking yeah. at me. And no matter where you went in the room, he was looking at you. It's sort of like Harry Potter, though, where you're afraid that like all of those posters and things hanging on the wall will respond to you. Yeah. And we do get in the 80s. We got a ton of this, you know, uh, you know Videodrome had it. Trick yeah. or Treat has it. I hate to keep bringing that up, but it's obvious too. do it. These scenes where things kind of come out of other things. I what's another? Didn't Poltergeist have it too? Probably. It's very common, but I like the way this oh, yes, one is done. Did. This one is done really well, and it looks, it looks like an art house uh, performance for like a cool band. Because yeah. I read that the actor basically just wore the mask and then pushed through latex, and then it looks like they must have they projected, projected. onto latex yeah. for sure. It's so well done. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's really beautiful. Awesome. I would l- love to see that as like a performance piece. I did look up. I mean, we didn't have a lot of time because we're. We've got a lot of going on, but I did look coronavirus up coronavirus. Coronavirus. I I did look up to see if there was a like a making of this or something, mm-hmm. and it seems like I didn't have enough time to really dig. So there probably is. We don't. I just own the VHS. I, I don't have like any cool Blu-rays or whatever. There yeah. probably are really awesome special features and stuff. But a lot of what I was finding was all focused on part one because that was the the real popular one. But I would have liked to have seen a lot of the uh, makings of and the effects. So Yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty easy to figure out what they were doing. But it's so well done that you just kind of have to slow clap at them. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, you have to finger guns at them. So, <laughs> pow. <laughs> I just think that, like, I don't know. I love when effects are done. They're simple, but they're done really well. And mm-hmm. This was worth spending a, just a second on because this yeah, this was so the moment good. of the whole film for me too. Yeah, it, it's like the the special effects yeah. of this film. So Sally, the demon comes out at her, and she's watching it, and it comes out of her. And I at first I thought it killed Pouty Sally, but it didn't kill Pouty. Well, it did and it didn't. It kind of changes her. It possesses her. Yeah, they become demons that are definitely not zombies fully demons because you can tell because their teeth fall out and are replaced by even though they're affected by like um being not bitten but scratched Uh, we're not gonna argue you know what's cool though is while this is happening peter murphy's playing i just this film is really cool so outside of her, she, so she's locked herself in her room to have her temper tantrum and everybody's like, oh, Sally's doing it again. Let her have her space. But then they decide they're going to light the candles, apparently 16, yeah. on her birthday cake. And meanwhile, her veins are pumping again. We get that scene. Yeah. And she gets Bubba teeth, like extreme Bubba teeth. That scene is cool, though. It is really cool. Oh, side, you mentioned Bubba teeth. I don't know if everybody knows what Bubba teeth are. Oh, so, if you don't... Bubba teeth are really... I think their origin is in my fear of the South. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry if you live there. They're Sorry. Mariah's nightmare teeth. So anyway, now that we're all on the same page, they make a thing called Bubba teeth. Right. Which is just like four teeth that are hanging out of a rotten mouth and you can put them in like fake dentures over your own teeth so it looks like you have four teeth. Yes. Anyway, as a gift, I once sent my entire family Bubba teeth and they met us at the airport to pick us up. (laughs) Yes. And we came down the escalator and my parents, like my dad's a pastor, my mom's a nurse, they're the sweetest people in the world. And I had, at that point, they were just very young brothers and they were all greeting us with full bubble teeth. <laughs> it was amazing. So Best airport greeting ever. That was awesome. Yeah. So that was basically what Sally did here. She Her original teeth popped out, yep. replaced by... But they were sharp bubble teeth. Yeah. This is like Stivaletti at, at the like... This is... This whole film Stivaletti. is like a show, showcase of of this ability to just do amazing practical cool. effects. Yeah. And I've read several times, we'll, we'll get on this at the end, about if Argento and, and Bava did sign on to, like, produce an official part three, mm-hmm. that they would have to keep the, like, practical effects and the cool oh, soundtracks. Because yeah. those are the two components that really are the universal attachment to the Demons franchise. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. Okay, anyway, she's got Bubba Teeth. Oh, she's and they, still call, cranky. they call her out. And I wrote in my notes... Uh, 
Sally comes out, and I don't think that anybody can tell a difference between Demon <laughs> Sally and Normal Sally for quite some time because she goes bonkers yeah. <laughs> and manages to kill basically everybody before they figure True. out that there's a difference. I wrote that she comes out and she's still cranky and miserable. <laughs> she's just yeah. the worst. Sally, though, when she comes out, is really feeling her look too. She's pretty jazzed she's on into it. into herself. <laughs> yes. It's definitely. like she's a butterfly, she's mm-hmm. reached her full form. Yep. Okay, so she attacks and kills all of her friends. So uh, George and Hannah, Hannah being the pregnant sit-ups lady, they're pretty cool with the loud party. Which Yeah, we've cut to a scene of them now. They're in the, their own apartment, and honestly, like, I've been super pregnant. I'm going to tell you, especially if it's 16-year-olds, I'm not going to be, like, soups cool with their party. <laughs> I'm going to be pretty peeved but she's like can you give me some cake yeah (laughs) so she wants george to go get her some cake or something and he they they get separated yeah that's the whole point of this is that they're separated yeah and then we go to apartment 206 where the uh sex worker that was from earlier she had gone there she had her experience she gets paid and right before she leaves there's like blood dripping from the ceiling creating a strange what i described as a flesh donut oh interesting yeah the blood is this kind of acidic glob if you touch it though you're gonna turn into a demon oh yeah which a couple people are gonna find out the hard way look guys (laughs) if blood drips from your ceiling don't stick your finger in it there's a woman in her apartment who apparently just lets her she's like oh i forgot i let you out davy but she's in an apartment, so apparently she just lets her dog wander oh, the halls. Yeah, what was with that? Like, does she let her dog out to poop in the hallways? <laughs> that would not surprise me. <laughs> oh, I don't know what they're doing in Italy. It's very Italian, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so then we go to the gym where people are still working out on that red carpet, but there's also a tanning salon. Like this is a super posh apartment. It, well, and that's the point. This is supposed to be like a really high-end apartment complex. I feel like also we're looking at it from 21st century eyes, but I mm-hmm. think they were trying to showcase that it had a lot of technology. Yeah. I do. You, did you feel that way too? No, They're that like, was supposed to be. That was intentional. Look, we have intercoms. <laughs> no, that was intentional. It was supposed to be like this is a really uh, high kind of swank place so was their technology only having intercoms though that's pretty technologically advanced okay i do like i love this whole segment too because the demons are all like breaking out and wandering around causing havoc yeah it's really fun yeah this is where the film is like okay we're just watching a movie called demons yeah it hits its stride this is where the demons come on come in Absolutely. I do like that we also go back to the gym where apparently they've just been pumping iron nonstop. This is For what like they do. An hour? Yeah. And they all panic because the demons invade the gym. <laughs> and there's a scene of like throwing barbells and everything so else. So many barbells thrown. My favorite though is they're trying to escape and there's some allusion to or a mention earlier that the glass is bulletproof. Yeah. And so the the big dude who's like the the gym leader is he like yeah okay he's like the supervisor of the gym i think he's also from part one i'm almost positive i would have to look that up but i'm sure i've seen him that's a bold claim i think he i think he's a different dude in part one oh should i look it up yeah okay hold on oh yeah i was right Bobby Rhodes. He was in part one as Tony. He was a different character. Okay. Is he American? Oh, I don't know. Um, He had a pretty American No, he was born in Italy. What? (laughs) Ciao. So (laughs) he, okay, I thought I recognized him. Anyway, he's trying to bust out of this bulletproof glass and he can't get through. I like, I love this scene. He uses a a dumbbell first, throws it, doesn't do anything. He grabs a bar, (laughs) smashes the glass. It doesn't even kind of affect it. And he's like... Stand back, everyone, and grabs a uh, like Potted a plant. Yeah, like a porcelain pot in a plant. Picks up that and throws it at the window. He's not the brightest. He's not doing anything for <laughs> right. the if, the gym culture. If a if a steel bar didn't break through the glass, a, a ceramic 
pot probably will not do the Earthenware job. Earthenware is not going to do it. I wish I could say that was the only time they used the potted plants as How weapons. How many? We should have done a potted plant tossing count. I think there were two. I, I mean, I, think I don't there think there were that like would have been 40. that exciting. There were so many p- potted plants. There was hundreds. Why there is were, it? Every, everybody was dodging and ducking potted plants basically demons versus potted plants. For the plants. next 40 minutes. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> then we, okay, we also, we should mention that there is a woman in a tanning bed killed by a demon that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool scene. And then we go to a strange shot of, and I don't think any of this actually matters in the long run, but we get so many scenes, and I'm going to put it all together right now. Hopefully you can handle this. Well, and I think for the sake of this whole episode, it's after this, it's all a lot of just chaos for a huge chunk of the film after this. Yeah, so we might just tie some story scenes together, <laughs> right. but they're or storylines together, but basically they just flash back and forth. So we go to some punks who are driving, and I'm going to say like, <laughs> punks i don't know question mark right they're driving crazy in a car and one guy he's like don't worry i never have an accident and the girl's like can you slow down and then eventually (laughs) she asks it cuts to them several times and it's basically her saying slow down a couple in the back seat making out and then the parents of the little boy upstairs who is in the apartment complex, mm-hmm. they're rushing home because they can't reach their son on a phone. And eventually all of these people intersect in a car accident. Okay. Yeah. It plays None of this matters. No role, but it takes up a tremendous amount of time in this movie. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Also, the gym people have now congregated into a parking garage. Yeah, they've gone to the... I think it's in the basement. Must be. Which is pretty cool. It, although the, the main dude does some illiterate uh, shaming where the guy... He hands the guy <laughs> yeah. the... You know, did you catch that? Yeah, it was so mean. It was really mean. He hands him the fire extinguisher and the guy can't read it. What are you doing? How the hell you use this thing? You read the instructions. Uh, remove the pin. You're all muscle and no brain, boy. We also get a cut to this kid's room. The kid will play a role, a big uh, role in this. Okay. Well, pretty awesome so scene. So the little boy who had been left alone by his parents, he's like six? Yeah, he, they are panning through his room, and I, I caught a He-Man figure. That was pretty pretty cool. You were weirdly excited. Well, I collect He-Man figures, okay. so I still have all of mine from, as a, from when I was a child. <sighs> yeah, I was pretty excited about that. Well, anyway, there's a lot more um, demons. I'm... Zombie, I mean demons running around. They're demons. Everybody's been infected and they're running in hordes to attack people like it's demons a, do. Yeah. So also the the dog, the hallway pooper dog, uh-huh. potential hallway pooper dog, he barks at ceiling blood and then turns into a demon and kills it. Yeah, he like licks it up and turns into a demon. That's pretty funny. I mean, you get... You are what you eat. Yeah, that's right. And that kid, uh, by the way, is pretty stupid because he goes out with a toy gun. And I'm like, dude, that's not going to do anything. You can't fight a demon with a toy gun, You deserve to die. (laughs) So uh, we're just flashing at this point because there's so much fun stuff. The scenes are very short, too. They're really short. I'm just writing like the most nonsensical things. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like the phone. There's a really cool mid-century phone that yeah. they're taking call on. That's definitely noteworthy. So, boy who's been left alone, he looks for the demons and then realizes, oh crap, demons are real. And yeah. so he hides in a ceiling vent or like a, it's like a heating duct. He hides in there and actually doesn't get caught. But then more of the dripping blood, which apparently yeah. is quite plentiful, hits him. Turns him into a demon. Yeah, this is pretty cool. Uh, and then, <laughs> This is really cool. And then uh, we do have to flash back to the parking lot showdown because they have now, like, leave it to all the buff people to, like, pick up cars and move them. How many cars do they move? <laughs> I think just two. But it was like really team. awesome. Yeah. They're like, let's block this door. And, like, any other person in the world would be looking for something to put against the door. Mm-hmm. But all the buff people are like, we'll just pick up this car yeah. and put it against the door. We also have the security guard. And it is revealed that through some sort of magical demon power outage they're all locked in so you cannot go out the door (laughs) and we also know already that the 
that the glass is for no reason whatsoever bulletproof. Like, why do you need bulletproof glass on like a 20 story building? Because this is like high, high end. That's why. This is like extra security measures. So somebody's going to come with a helicopter and shoot into your window? Hey, man, if. It's the 80s. You don't I don't know. understand. I don't know really. what Italy was like in the 80s, but if it was like New York in the 80s, I would say, yeah, you would want to... If you were paying a lot of money for an apartment, like a high-end apartment, you'd want bulletproof glass, too. Demon Child is on the loose. Yes. He is ready to rock and roll. So remember, Hannah and her husband have been separated. <laughs> yeah. Hannah's husband, his name is George, he gets trapped in the elevator with a sex worker. <laughs> I like that every time you say Hannah's husband, you remind us of his name. His and name every is... time I can't remember his name. His name is George. Okay. Hannah and George. Yeah. They're like next to each other in the alphabet, H and G. Yeah, well, Hannah's alone, and this proves to be a big deal because guess who's come to party? Who? A, um, I think it's David from Burial Ground. <laughs> <laughs> Mama? The mini Argento. All that all ties together. Oh, baby Argento. It's an adult actor playing a child. Yes. And it was confusing. And you had to actually explain to me that that was the boy from the heating duct because (laughs) it was so unclear. He looks so very unclear. But he, he, well, Hannah hears him calling in the hallway and she opens her door, but she's smart and keeps the chain lock on. But it's, since it's a little child, yeah. he squeezes through, and then he's a demon, and he's attacking her. It's pretty cool. And he's, like, running around, although there's a lot of flashes, flashing lights, and if you um, have seizures, you probably should not watch this. Yeah, if you're, like, epileptic. Yeah, or you, like, you um, can't play Pokemon or whatever. It's what? Like, didn't people who play Pokemon get a lot of seizures? I've never, I've not put that information into my Okay, brain. I'm going to go on record and say that happened. I feel like Pokemon could do that too. I think there was something that happened where there was a game that if you played it, it like flashed a lot and it gave kids seizures. Uh, I mean, any game really. Well, there's a lot of flashing lights and then this kid falls down. And we get this alien scene, which is really cool, where his chest bursts open. Yeah. <laughs> so what? cheesy. So he's a demon, but there's yeah. like a demon. He's like, uh, what are the the Russian nesting dolls? Yes. Of demons. Demon pops out, and it's a different demon. Yep. Who comes? It's like a little miniature demon, who well, looks pretty cool. It's like on a string. But does he have wings, or is he a good leaper? Because his wings... I can't tell. His wings didn't seem fully formed, but he can really g- catch some air. <laughs> this is very, he like... he has his Jordans on. I mean, this is pre-this, but it's very, like, subspecies or, like, ghoulies kind of idea. Like, it's it's kind of cheesy for considering... Kind of. <laughs> considering everything that's happened, this And considering is the bad. effects so far, this is yeah. a little out of place, I would say. It's so bad. But it's awesome at the same time. So there's a, like, leaping on a string rubber demon from within a demon oh. chasing Hannah and then she crushes it in a Murphy bed yeah. <laughs> and she thinks like success but it's not success and then nope. meanwhile her husband is trapped in the elevator but he's gotten out and he's climbed up the ropes well yes and no I do like how he loses his glasses this is kind of like she's all that but for guys oh yeah he starts as like the nerdy physics guy yep but by the end, he's like a total hunk. He's ripped. And Dude, this he... is a good looking couple. Yeah, they, they are. They are really attractive. Their baby is they... going to be like top of the human Definitely going to be an Italian model. He, so he's been trapped in this elevator with a sex worker. And they managed to like crack open the elevator. Mm-hmm. And just enough space for a security guard to successfully transferred demonhood to the sex worker. A little scratchies, yeah. And so Hannah's husband, who is named, have I told you, George? Was that his name? Yep. Okay. So he decides to climb the cable just forever. It's pretty awesome. He's like John McClaning up that he cable. Is yeah, he's really ripped. going. Yeah. And considering the feats of strength he has to, between now and the conclusion of this <laughs> film, like... I don't even know. He went up that cable as a boy, and he climbed out as a man. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. 
<laughs> like this was a true transfer. Demons are transforming, but we had another kind of transformation. Yeah, in this we film. did. Let's go back to the um, underground garage too, where yep. pure chaos is happening, and little Asia is watching. Yeah, because Yikes. all of the other people have from the apartment who have survived have yeah. somehow migrated to the basement. Like parking garage. And Ozzy is just like experiencing it all as a 10 year old. Yep. Inside of a car. Also, the idea of people running around in workout clothes is already cool enough. Oh my goodness. There are a few. I spotted them. There are a few workout demons and it is glorious. You guys. I don't collect. Just watch this. I don't collect like uh, figurines <gasps> or dolls of from movies like horror movies. Mm-hmm. But if they made a demon in workout clothes from Demons 2 doll, I would totally buy that. You know what I wanted as? <laughs> what? You know those, like, jointed Halloween things, you know, where they have the, like, little, um, like, tacks where you oh, can Oh, yeah, yeah, the skeleton that can move around. You put it on your door. Sure. I want that, but workout demon. I think we could accomplish that. Let's do that. Let's, okay, on record, let's do it for this, this, uh... Halloween. Look, we're in quarantine. Let's make it happen. Yeah, right we've got now. plenty. This can be a pro oh, a family project. Oh, let's get the and children. And when our kids involved. are like, "What are we making?" We're like a workout demon. Duh. I, I feel like they would weirdly get into that. They would take it over. Actually. But the, those gym people really want to live. And I love the demons running around with light eyes, and it's I mean, it's all cool. So Asia enters baby Asia with her mom and dad. But her mom, I guess, has been scratched by a demon at some point. I'm mm-hmm. guessing in a cut scene. Yes. And she turns into a demon. And she's like, help me. And so the lead gym guy shoots her. And she and her dad are left to their own devices. Her dad locks her in a car because thin glass is going to protect yes. her from a demon. And she basically just gets to watch everybody die. And oh, can I bring up one scene in this whole spot that made me really happy? Yeah. When the main gym buff guy from part one yeah. is standing on a car, one of the demons grabs him by the balls and pulls him down. That's a <laughs> it's really very effective mean. maneuver for it a demon. Is. Yeah. Very clever demon. Zombie wouldn't have thought of that. No. This is what clearly distinguishes this. Yeah, he had a strategy. Yeah, from a demon versus zombie movie. Going for the, for the weak points. <laughs> <laughs> I think he would argue differently. So Hannah's husband has climbed out of the elevator now, and um, he comes into the apartment where Hannah is discovering the demon that she clamped into a Murphy bed is not dead. It, like, burrows out somehow in his honor, ready to get her. This is a pretty gruesome kill. He grabs an umbrella and stabs it through the little creature, and it pins it to the wall. It comes out of its mouth. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. This is a very cool kill. And then the demons who are in the basement, Ozzy is there. And they like all look at her and they're like licking the car window to get at her. They're not zombies. So they don't like, they're not. Did I call them zombies? No. Okay. I'm just saying they're not mindless. They're smart. They're intelligent. They're demons, right? I guess. I'm a fucking demon. <laughs> so, <laughs> Whoa, deep cut. Yeah, definitely deep cut. I think only you and I are going to get that. Yeah, nobody's going to get that <laughs> <one>. <laughs> Okay, anyway. So they're smart, right? They're really smart. What bothers me is that Sally, of all people, appears. Yeah. Who in their right mind, Who they're like wreaking havoc and having a blast yeah they're, they're like having oh demon fun there's sally what's she got to complain about now and she's like guys come with me who who would ever follow sally to anything i don't know she's an enigmatic demon i don't know i don't get the whole love for sally <laughs> yeah like i would have said uh <laughs> she was bad on. as a human she's terrible as a demon we're having fun leave us alone like quite frankly though they start to follow her but they taper off because it really just ends with sally yeah so i think true. sally like kind of leads but everybody's like eh, yeah sally this let's is when drop I wrote, off she still seems really annoyed by everything even as a demon yeah so george and hannah have devised a plan now and he's gonna go for help Hannah uh, wanders into Sally's apartment, and she finds two survivors. Right. 
Yeah, what was the point of that? I don't they serve zero purpose. By this the way. was, I mean, there's a lot of characters. This is a kill purpose. count point. This is the only reason why they're put in the film is like we should have a couple more cool kills. And so George, who has a plan, he goes down, and this is where he uses his pure arm muscle, the muscle that he used to climb like 14 stories with. Yes. All arms. He's like, you know what? I still got enough power in these guns. I'm going to break a gas line with my I love fists and hands and arms. I brought it up earlier, but I'm. there's a reason. He is John McClane, right? He's he's now taken over the building complex. If he and he's John McClane around. got in a fight, he would kill John McClane. Ooh, them are fighting words right there. I don't Physical know fight. That. John McClane has some, like, tricks up his sleeves this yeah, guy's well, stronger physically that's true john mcclain was a cop this guy is a budding physician so we know <laughs> who's more powerful doing? but i i do like it because he's like he's climbed up the elevator he's busted the gas line he's sneaking around it's just very much like i was expecting a yippie kaye as he was going to blow everybody up because he lights he ignites the gas line yeah and blows up Almost all the demons. So many demons are blown up. Although it's really only like four. Yeah. But I think there are a million in this apartment complex. <laughs> I can't at this tell. Point. But they the the survivors, the like four survivors, have gotten up to the rooftop. Yes. And they're so, gonna rappel down the side like you do. Hannah and her husband, who's named did I mention George? Yeah. And um, and the, the couple that had been hiding in Sally's apartment. How much do you love the idea of a pregnant woman repelling? Oh, it's, <laughs> it's weird. Great. Yeah. Well, and it gets weirder, too. So uh, George sets up like a repelling situation to mm-hmm. climb down onto like a neighboring apartment complex. And the couple dies off. Who cares? Well, they get hit by Sally. So they like convert. They've at some point converted. It, which is pointless because he just throws them over the side. Yeah, they both die easily. Yeah, there was and, no point to those two at all. And so then George has Hannah, pregnant Hannah with big pregnant <laughs> belly, climb on his back. Yeah, he puts the harness on and puts his pregnant wife... To piggyback. To piggyback. Okay. <laughs> Down like a 20-story building. Imagine that. Imagine <laughs> the belly of a pregnant woman poking into That's your back. all I was thinking. What? I feel like only people who've had kids get this right now because... There is no way I would have been able to give you a piggyback ride down the side of a building. No chance. And I wasn't even like, I'm tall enough that my pregnant belly didn't stick out that far. And it wasn't that. It was. That wasn't a possibility. Keep in mind, she's not like three months pregnant. They're coming down and then sweet Sally with her bad (laughs) attitude. This scene is awesome. Yes. She slides down like head first. Appears ready to party. Like grasping, too. Like hand over fist. And then he immediately jabs a pole through her body. (laughs) And And we think it's over. Yeah, we think it's over. And then we get this weird kind of post scene where that could have been the end of the film. Yeah. But instead they wander into like a TV station, right? Yeah. So it should have probably ended there. Instead, they're on the roof of this building. They find an open door and they go into an open... Uh, it's like a TV station. Does this, in some way, I've, I don't remember Demons 1 well enough. Is this where Demons 1 was shot? I was curious about that, too, and I was too lazy to go back and rewatch <laughs> it. This, it couldn't have been the same set, because I think everything was in rubble by that end. But okay. So if they, it's so, I don't. I really didn't care that much to look it up. It's stupid. But they, they're in, I think it's maybe just a callback to okay. part one. So they end up in a TV studio, find a weird mattress which is laying in a studio i'm i've been to a few tv studios never once passed a mattress you haven't been to an italian tv studio fact i have not so you don't know so they have a birthing mattress (laughs) hannah (laughs) i was very italian (laughs) hannah pops out a baby in like 90 seconds yep the baby's like chow it takes off (laughs) they have a vespa for it right there (laughs) and um good to go right Oh, yeah, there's no scene of, like, cutting the cord or blood or anything. It's just, she's just like, hey. And her, yep. Yeah, exactly. She doesn't even look distressed. She looks very beautiful still. She's just. Oh, Hannah? Yeah. You, 
Hannah is so beautiful. You couldn't make her ugly if yeah, you tried. Yeah, she's very pretty. Yeah, it's very funny to think of her giving birth on a found mattress in a, in a TV station after surviving a demon apocalypse. And then it's not over because do you really think some rebar in the gut's going to take out pouty Sally? No, she's a demon. No chance. That's right. So George starts taking a stroll with a newborn baby, which if you've just been battling demons and then given birth, you're not going to let your husband walk like 50 feet away with your new baby. You're going to be like, (laughs) we're sticking together, guys. Anyway, whatever. Sally comes in. Yeah, she pokes her head out. Yes. Oh, they also mentioned that they're being filmed. Like oh, there's yeah, a, yeah, they are. Yeah. That's a kind of important because they see that the cameras in this station are on. I kind of think that's a way to establish that they could create a part three because the demons are now on film. Like yeah. It, I don't know. I, that's I don't know what they were doing here. But Sally is weirdly blind. There's no reason for Sally to be blind because she took a gut full of a metal chunk. Yeah, I think maybe I missed something, too, on that one. I, was I We didn't miss something. Okay. She's just blind. And then she falls over. So she's, like, just had an agonizing death and is blind. So Demon Sally, after she dies, she's running on the TV. And oh. she's running like she's going to run out of the TV, remember? Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so Demon Sally's running on the TV. She's going to run out and attack them again, like... Reborn, maybe through yeah. television, but instead they smash the TV. Right. So goodbye, Demon Sally. Yeah. Then they exit the station. Yeah, and this is the end. Is they're like they do a kiss and they freeze frame on them walking away, and I was like, okay, that's cool. However, I would have preferred Demon Baby like to burst out of her. Yeah, for sure. When she seemed concerned. Yeah. Fun fact. Yeah. That was the original ending. It was a And they switched baby. it. Yeah. yeah. I think Argento and Baba saw it, or thought about it and then they were like, uh, maybe not. We need a happy ending. They, they did. They wanted a happier ending. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. So my questions as uh-huh. we finished this were, what happened to the boy? And that's when you told me the boy was the demon. <laughs> so, that's when you put it together. Well, because it was clearly an an adult actor playing a tiny boy. Sure. So I hadn't made the connection because it was a totally, very obviously different person. Yeah. So no fault of my own. I didn't make that connection. There was no scene of him coming out of the heating duct. The last I knew that boy had blood dripping on him. (laughs) So I was worried about this child. And then what happened to Asia? Oh, yeah. She was just left in the car to watch um, the end of the world. Yeah, I guess. It was really brutal. That's it. It They took off and she's just like, well. That's that's the end of my story. <laughs> that's I, right. I presume she died in the car. Yeah, she went on to make a few more films. Oh, okay. And then, yeah, I mean, what was the point of all of the punks getting into a car accident? Yeah, that really, that was probably the one scene in the whole movie that I thought, uh, that really, there was no, uh, beyond the two at the end that die on the rooftop, I was like, well, what's really the point of, of this? There really wasn't. And they'd gotten one other character who had come out of Sally's party to come and wait outside, too. Yeah. And there was no purpose to that. It makes me wonder if there had been a different storyline that they cut in editing. Maybe. I mean, I guess I just... I don't care too much. Because no. overall, film's cool. And it was successful. And so you would think, let's follow this up. Let's do another one, right? Let's turn this into a franchise because it's got all the makings for for a good franchise. Well, Italian, especially Italian horror at this time, they had, they had knocked out some really cool uh, single films that could stand on their own. But they hadn't really created... There wasn't a lot of Italian horror that was ready to become a franchise like a Friday the 13th or a Nightmare on I don't think this was... I do. I think it could have been. It could have been, but I think they made so many errors in the editing of this one. They left too many loose ends or too many unanswered questions and not in a way that's provocative where you go, oh, I wonder what happened there. You just go, did they just forget they they wrote this character? Yeah. Well, and so that's interesting because that brings me to the kind of final part of this film that I wanted to talk about, which was 
the follow-up, right? Yeah. Should there be a part three? Okay. Was there a part three is the better question. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so Bava and Argento had discussed doing a part three. It was going to be called Return to the House of the Demons. Okay. They started to develop the story with the other two writers, and it was about this, like, airplane that crashes on this volcanic island, and it's cool. isolated. They were having some problems with the airplane shots or whatever, like, getting things figured out. Okay. And they decided, let's just th- scrap this entire screenplay. Start, start a new. Start a new one. And that's when everybody kind of left. Like, when uh. they decided, we're just going to write it all over again. Bava had already moved on. Um, yeah. He, he was ready to move on. And I think Argento at this point, too, was like, let's just try something different. Yep. So then instead, it was changed to some of the script was kept, but it was evolved into taking place at a church. Okay. And they brought in a different director who was uh, Michele Suave, I think is how you say it. Suave. I'm pretty positive. Rico Suave. He entered... Argento wrote the film, and this became what was later known as The Church, which we have. Oh, yeah. And so some had started to credit this and release it as Demons 3. Nope. has nothing to do with Demons 1 or 2. So this is not Demons 3. However, this was kind of the go-to for Demons 3. They're kind of tied together. Right. There were two other films, The Ogre which was also directed by Baba, but had no demons in it. And another one called Black Demons. That was directed by another Italian director, Umberto Lenzi, but that had voodoo zombies that had nothing to do with it also. Did Ogre feature ogres? <laughs> yeah, I think it did. Cool. I don't know. I could be wrong. I have never seen that <laughs> it one. It would be cool to call a movie Ogre and have it be like about ghosts. Oh, uh, like Troll 2 and have <laughs> goblins? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh But basically, you then had three films that were now being called Demons 3. Uh Uh-huh. Because depending on what part of the world was releasing these films, they were like, oh, we should capitalize because Demons 1 and 2 was successful. Because it's loosely linked to the original two. And then it just got out of control. And I think the worst... The worst part of this was the Japanese were like, oh, yeah, we're just going to keep releasing films under the name Demons. Cool. It got all the way up to seven sequels. Keep in mind, there was only Demons 1 and 2 ever. Whoa. And these are all Japanese films? No, no. It was just that, like, releases kept coming out in different parts of the world. But the Japanese definitely loved calling things Demon and then a number. Demons 3, so was those three films. Then Demons 4 was called The Sect, a.k.a. The Devil's Daughter. This was directed by the same guy from the church, Suave, but it had no relations to demons also. Okay. It just got clumped into that. Who's doing this clumping? It's just people trying to market the film. This is very... Especially in European films, they will call things by other names that have no relation to them whatsoever. Okay. Demons 5 was some random film by Baba, but also had no relation to the Demons franchise. Demon 6 then came out. That was a.k.a. another film that had already come out under the name The Black Cat by uh, another director named Cozy. Nothing again. So then we get to 7. This is the one I wanted to bring up. Because this is also directed by uh, Suave, who also did Demons 4, which was actually the sect, The Devil's Daughter. Mm -hmm. Would you like to know what... the unofficial Demons Part 7 was? Yes. Called Demons 95 by the Jap- Japanese. Okay. You're going to be blown away. Cemetery Man. What? <laughs> yeah. How bizarre is that? I mean, I love Cemetery Man. I never knew that was even associated with the Demons franchise. What? How they got to there, I don't know. Now I want to watch it. I do too. Let's watch it tomorrow. Let's turn this off and watch it. Okay. Okay. Well, that is the weird story of the post-demons, but demons too. Uh, what'd you think? Um, well, if you're like us, I highly recommend it. If you are not like us, why are you listening to this? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing with your life? I don't know. Can't answer that question. It's fantastic. Don't expect a cohesive plot. No. I mean, at this point, duh. Don't. <laughs> yeah. You're just watching it for the whole just atmosphere, 
the music, the design, the special effects. It's cool. It's well, a cool yeah. movie. I mean, we're in love with that nonsense that goes yeah. around filmmaking where people for lose track of certain threads. We're yeah. not we don't need anything to be polished and for that I love it. But I also loved loved love the special effects in this. Yeah, I thought this they was were really that was the showcase of it. Truly uh the hand of an artist was yeah at, for sure yeah. at work masters yeah masters at work but i think that uh it's cool i recommend it you recommend it lazy graves approved for sure yep go check it out um you are a trooper for getting through this with the uh, coronavirus so good job. <laughs> i don't have coronavirus <laughs> okay well to be determined oh my goodness uh we will come back next week if you like what you heard please tell a friend and you got nothing to do so Check out our back catalog. We've got a ton of episodes. Check out other podcasts. But rate, review, subscribe. We are anywhere you get your podcasts. We're also at lasergraves.com. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, we're at lasergraves. I'm on Instagram at death at 33 RPM. I'm at Mariah Rose Wimmer. And if you were um, in this film, it would have been Maria. Shut your face. Okay. Well, (laughs) see everyone. Ciao. (laughs) Ciao.